Will our streak of bad accents in this podcast continue? Ah. Today we watched <laughs> Today we bullet, watched first. Bullet Train and Pray. Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper. <laughs> and welcome back. <laughs> if you thought if you thought if you put money on the fact that we wouldn't go for the most obvious <laughs> Most obvious quote. You were wrong. You were you were absolutely you wrong. Were so well, wrong. What, what else was I going to talk about? Jingle all the way. <laughs> can you name one line from that movie? I can't. Get to the jingle. Get to the jingle. Get to the Christmas. Get to the Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for the up. Get to the sleigh. <laughs> you know what? Actually, in Elvis, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't know what to do. Is. I was the governor of California. I'm a legal immigrant. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, if you can't already tell, this episode is going to be a little wonky. It is. We've both have had long days yes it's been very long days and it's been a long time since we've recorded it Uh, has shout outs to the people who listened to our last episode i thought that was a good episode personally and we've gotten a lot of feedback i've gotten feedback from multiple people i have too so that they really liked it um and you know what just to uh and like really to to be honest with you guys um this episode's not going to be as good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's this episode's not, not going to be anywhere near as but good. But <laughs> if you liked that like director retrospective kind of thing, uh, let one of us know. You probably know us, so <laughs> let us know. You know where to find us. Yeah. If you're like, hey, that was pretty cool. I think you guys should do more of it. Yeah. We'll do it. We wanted to do Martin Scorsese's filmography, who's, spoiler alert, my favorite director. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not white. I can say it. It's not problematic. But but uh, for, for what is it? Killers of the Flower Moon, I think is what it's called. Uh, but it's that movie common. got delayed to next year. Damn. So, well, it's okay because it gives us more time to rewatch all of Martin Scorsese. He's made a lot of movies. Oh. But then we get to watch The Last Temptation of Christ, everyone's favorite movie. I mean, it has Willem Dafoe. And I'll watch it has it. Willem Dafoe, anyway. and he, that's we, pretty we've much we've established the best. that, like this podcast. If we are, if you've learned anything from this podcast, we love Willem Dafoe. Is that we love Willem Dafoe? Even in the bad movies, Willem Dafoe is good. He's Aquaman. Like, it's like, do you remember how God, who, Tim Curry, the guy who first played it, um, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like any, like every side character he's ever played, it's been, just fantastic. Yeah, just like, great. In Home Alone Two: Lost in New York, <laughs> he plays the manager. God, he's great. great. He's so entertaining. Like, that dude's just endlessly entertaining. Same thing with Willem Dafoe. You know, you... you Everything just, he's good in. I know, but you can also put him in the main role, and he'll still kill he'll it. He'll still be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. He Like, every time he's on screen, he just absorbs all this. <laughs> Willem Dafoe tangent. Willem Dafoe tangents. He wasn't even in either of the movies. But wouldn't they have been so much better if he was? They, they were would've. good, too, but like... Yeah, what's, the, what's our tangent? What's our, like... Degrees of separation of Willem Dafoe for the movies that we watch. That's what I want to know. Okay. You want to do like a Kevin Bacon? Yeah. So the the guy who directed 
um, the guy who directed Bullet Train also directed Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 was produced by Fox, which is now bought by Disney, which Disney had bought the rights to Marvel characters that they didn't have in Marvel Studios because they sold it because they weren't making money. So they sold one of their characters to Sony, which was Spider-Man, and Willem Dafoe was in Spider-Man. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's 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 most the, people do it through the actors and don't take the studio route. <laughs> Cause as soon as you're like, well, this person was in a Disney movie, so they're obviously connected to Zendaya. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you could just all always get you back could, to them. You could do that. You could do that. You could also go the Nicole Kidman route. Wait. Because Willem Dafoe was in The Northman. And so was Nicole Kidman. And so was Nicole Kidman. And Nicole Kidman was in... Something else. Something with Brad Pitt, probably. Something with Brad Pitt or something with... Oh my god, she hasn't been in anything with Sandra Bullock. But imagine that. Imagine that. that. Imagine that pair up. That would be good. They're both white women. I know. (laughs) Sandra Bullock is not Australian? Yeah. And Nicole Nicole Kidman is in the AMC ad? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what imagine, could go wrong imagine that pair up that'd be, be that'd be intense oh my gosh you know we should just pick out random like I want to see oh wait we spoiled something <laughs> <laughs> guys Sandra Bullock is in Prey sorry <laughs> super sorry <laughs> super sorry about that wait, wait 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 Sandra Bullock was in Bird Box which had John Malkovich oh my god John Malkovich was in being John, John Malkovich. Malkovich. The movie. The move the movie, the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which also had John Cusack. Now, John Cusack's sister is Joan Cusack, who played the principal in the School of Rock, which stars also Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah. Miranda Cosgrove, right? So that ties back to Jeanette McCurdy, who recently had a book. So go buy Jeanette McCurdy's book. Is that it? Yeah, great. I wanted to plug the book by getting from Sandra Bo the Bird Box to being John Malkovich to Joan, cool story Joan Cusack to Miranda Cosgrove. To- cool story, bro. Hey, you did it too. Hey, shut up. Mine was better. Anyway, Bullet Train came out a couple weeks ago. I think Bullet Train came out, and like we decided we were gonna watch it a while ago, and then like. We just never got around to recording. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, at least for me, I've had probably the busiest month of my life the past month. I was part of a production of Jekyll and Hyde mm. and also was working. So I would go to work, come back, go to rehearsal, and then it would be 10 o'clock and I would have to go to bed because I wake up at 6.30. I was just working and drinking. That works. Yeah. <laughs> I sneezed. Nothing oh, happened. Oh, dude, I did a Harry Potter marathon on the weekend. <gasps> Um, me and some friends, we did a full marathon. With Fantastic Beasts as well? No. No. Good. No, we just did Good. the eight movies, which was 19 hours long. Kind of like that one time when we did all the Lord of the Rings extended edition and it was like 11 hours. It was but... 12. You know what? Lord of the Rings extended edition is not as hard as the Harry Potter one. Yeah. Then again, we weren't like watching, watching the whole time. Like it wasn't. We were also drinking. Yeah, we were drinking. <laughs> we had, well, we had like a goblet that we bought. And each movie, someone got assigned to drink something out of the goblet. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty fun. Do you want to hear my Harry Potter impression? By the way, I got the first movie, which also meant I had to get the last movie. Rip. It was tough. It was tough. I fell, I fell asleep twice. Rip. Here's my Harry Potter impression, by the way. You ready? 
Professor, why did the Mentors torment me so? <laughs> They're really dementing. <laughs> Expecto Patrona! No. It's Expecto Patronum! Third movie's great. And then, like, and then the choir of angels will come out from the heavens. Dude, Alfonso Caron. I love how he just directed the franchise, this franchise film, and just never, never did, did it. it never did it again. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to make the best movie in this franchise, so everything else after it looks not good. And then David Yates came in, and he's like, I'm going to take all the things from your style and not know how to use them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you forgot about the best Harry Potter movie, the fourth one. I love that movie because... <laughs> My favorite thing about that movie is that the director never read the book. <laughs> I love that. You're totally right. It's no, he actually never read it. That's amazing. Like he like said it in interviews. He's like, yeah, I never read the book. <laughs> like, Dude, that's your direct source. Isn't that material. isn't that the point of an adaptation? It's like it's like I'm gonna make a movie about Rome. I'm not gonna look at. He's it. like, this... I'm not I'm not gonna read anything about the Romans. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Man's looks. He was like, "This book is really long." He's like, "Someone just like write me up a rough a script. summary." Can someone we'll give me it- spark notes of Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> this children's book is too long. It's like there's this Voldemort guy. He's he's he's, he's got to come back, you know, you and know, and Edward then, Cullen dies, and then he's got to be like, "Kill the spare." True. How'd you put it in the fire? How'd you put it in the fire? Great line. Oh, no. I was asleep when we did the marathon for the iconic line of, My boy! <laughs> my son! <laughs> that's my boy! Amazing. <laughs> Why did that blow up as, like, something that's super I funny? I don't know, man. Like, everyone finds that hilarious. Here's the thing. I feel like... <laughs> oh, wait, people- by the way, my favorite part of that also... <laughs> Sorry. It's like the lone trumpet in the background that goes. <laughs> it's like that guy's such an asshole. He is. I think honestly, best part of that movie, not the best part. Honestly, the worst part. Why is Ron like kind of the worst? Oh my god, that Ron's one? such a little bitch. He's such a little bitch in that movie, dude. Although Harry, okay, people don't give Harry Potter enough shit for being, being a, little a little bitch. bitch. The yeah, whole, Harry, Harry Potter's a little bitch the whole time. And also, okay. can we talk about how the Asian representation in that movie is? Parvati and Padma Patel, and the other Asian representation is Cho Chang. You know, <laughs> the UK is actually very filled with um, South Asian people. Yeah, because they colonized us. Feel called out. Got a little called out. I hey, thought you were hey, gonna hey, say, hey. I thought you were gonna say they colonized us too. They did colonize. <laughs> they colonized me, the Irish, way before you. Oh my god! And Absolutely you know what? Not. You know what? There's been a. Let me tell you something about colonization. <laughs> I'm gonna stop this right here. <laughs> That's where you stop. You're oh like, god. I saw Belfast. <laughs> I saw Belfast, and now, and guess what? Now I know a lot about the troubles. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> if anyone wants to talk about the troubles, I could talk for a while about it. Because <laughs> I saw Bill. Oh my god. Oh my god, Kenneth Branagh, also in Harry Potter. As yeah. like the Gilderoy fun- Lockhart. The funniest side character that yeah, that show is ever. Yeah. Show. <laughs> show. 
some my dad thing to be like, <laughs> be like to go, just call a movie a show. <laughs> it's such an old person thing. <laughs> be like, oh yeah, what show are you watching? <laughs> you want to watch a Martin Scorsese show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this three and a half hour show called The Irish. <laughs> It's a pretty tough show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of boring. Robert De Niro just kind of wasn't that entertaining. He was just like, I was, I killed Jimmy Hoff. <laughs> and, and people were like, ah, Al Pacino, he's alive. Al Pacino is alive. Al Pacino, kind of a great don't, No, don't do it. I led you down this road, but you're not going to do it. We can't have it. I'm, I would rather keep the accents than this bit going. <laughs> It's not Al anymore. Don't. <laughs> it's Bullet Train. We need to talk about the movies that we saw. <laughs> okay, we're going to keep this one quick. That's what we said. <laughs> yes, we did. Bullet Train was a movie that came out. What were your thoughts, Gage? <laughs> well, I can tell you that I saw the trailer a million times for this movie. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Wait, did you on... not see the trailer a million <laughs> was times? Was it on YouTube or something? No. And like every time we went to the theater? Like, Every movie I saw this summer. No, Marcus Theaters had taste. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, hi, I'm Craig Marcus. Hi, I'm Craig Marcus. I love these seats at Marcus. <laughs> I love the sound quality. Did you, by the way, I don't know if I've ever told you this. My dad grew up in the same place that Marcus Theaters was started. Milwaukee? Yeah. Shout out Milwaukee. Shout out to Milwaukee. Shout out to Milwaukee. Or, well, my dad was like, well, no. Because I was telling you where you go to see movies. He's like, he didn't go to Marcus Theaters. That's only in Milwaukee. I'm like, dad, no. It's all over the place now. Greg Marcus is an entrepreneur. <laughs> Greg Marcus should go on Shark Tank and pitch himself to be on Shark Tank. <laughs> like, I'm selling my theater chain. Hey, 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 his theater chain almost bought AMC. You're right. Because AMC was dying. But then they got Nicole Kidman to revive it. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman who should do a movie with Sandra Bullock so what do you think of Bullet Train um well like I said I saw the trailer for this like a million times um like a lot <clears throat> like a lot okay. so I was looking forward to it I thought the trailer was kind of bad not gonna lie no the trailer was pretty ass I don't know it's still like it looked fun it looked fun yeah and that's what that's what it was it was fun yeah do I think it was incredible cinema hell no no, hell no. absolutely not but was it a movie that was very fun after a day at work that was honestly really bad? Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I went and it, I was like, that was a great time at the movies, right? It's like a, it's a, one of the quintessential popcorn films, I feel like, that you could see right now. I, you know? I think it's even, I think it's more than that. Because I think of a popcorn film is one where I, I don't even have to like really, really, like, like you have one, to pay attention. Like, like you just you have to barely pay attention. Like yeah. I think it's it's not like pitch perfect. It's not it's yeah. It, yeah, no, it's not like it's not like a pitch perfect. It's not like freaking Jurassic World. Yeah. Like there's a little more intricacy going on in like the plot and like the things that you're following. And you and you get payoffs for the more that you're you following those things. Um just to like I guess I'm going to my thoughts. I thought it was very, very fun. Yeah. Um like like genuinely like one of the better times I had like I think more fun with this than I did with like the new Thor yeah oh yeah you know easily yeah right and like and maybe it was because it was rated R and I'm kind of into like the gory stuff and I'm into that kind of thing oh the gore was like super fun though yeah the gore is fun that's what I'm saying but I'm into that and I understand people are not and like I just I love any okay 
this movie falls in my category of like generalized, my favorite um, type of movie. Mm-hmm. Movie that knows what it is. Yeah. I say it every time. I say it every time. <laughs> it knows what it's trying to accomplish and it accomplishes it pretty well. Perfect. Yeah. Right? Like, that's all I care about. That's all I want from any movie I see. Like, if you're going to be a fun movie, be a fun movie. Be this movie. Be Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, know what, what the... Um, what the assignment is and pull it off. That's all you need to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's why, like, I, I hate that we keep bringing up this movie, but I think it's important because it's a good example. That's why I hated men so much <laughs> was because it very much failed. Like, yes. utterly failed. At the assignment. At the, what it was trying to do. Yeah. Right? And that's why I hated it so much. Because it was, and like, because it, it's also like, it was trying to be this insanely intelligent thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's always a bad goal to shoot for. Oh, if yeah. you're going to do like an insanely intelligent, you need to be one of those directors that like we we revere above like everyone, mm-hmm. right? Like you need to be a, uh, not even a Jordan Peele. Like Jordan Peele isn't trying to do that, right? Like, um, oh my gosh. Chris Nolan tries. He, he some, really tries. He, sometimes he succeeds. And that's another movie I really didn't like was Tenet, right? It yeah. really failed at what it was trying to do. But like Dark Knight is trying to be super smart. And yes, it fully, and it is. And it, it fully, fully succeeds, succeeds yeah. right? Like like, uh, like Nolan tries to do shit like that. Um, And then for like drama stuff, like Steve McQueen. Yeah, right? he really like, does a good job like, of it. Yeah, um, Michelle Haneke, I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that. Yeah. I've, yeah. He's, he, uh, he did a separation, I think. I haven't seen it. No, yeah. no, he's, yeah. he's really good. Um, they're like, you have to be just like an all time talent to pull off something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think probably the most classic example is two people, probably Kubrick and Ingmar Bergman. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Have really kind of accomplished what they, I watched the Steve <clears throat> or a Stanley Kubrick retrospective and I was, they were talking about eyes wide shut, which is like his last film and it's pretty mm-hmm. controversial, but it really goes into it. And at the end of the day, yes, it really does accomplish his exact message and <clears throat> filmmaking style, especially considering the mortality of his film because it was his last one. And I mm. think he knew it was going to be his last one too. Mm. And so. like, and someone like Bergman is, he did like a movie that involves like a person playing chess with the devil and yeah. like, or, um, Oh my gosh, what's the German director or the the that rush Tchaikovsky? Tchaikovsky, yeah. Yeah. Like just people who are like Solaris, like their first one, like people who are just absolute geniuses. Yeah. You know, that's why men sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because freaking out it just doesn't do none it. of those. Um but yeah, like Bullet Train is very self-aware. It is incredibly self-aware. Yes. And that goes for it. It you know, works. Because there's a lot of stuff in this movie. Yeah. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. It's really dumb. At times, it's super predictable. At times, it kind of throws you for little curveballs. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can see a lot of the things coming. But, like, it's, I don't know. It's not even trying to be super twist and turny, mm-hmm. even, at, at points. It's just, like... Yeah. Mm. And the other thing that I think goes for it, along with the self-awareness, is I think even if it was self-aware, it wouldn't be anything without the cast. Oh my because God. the cast really makes this movie. The cast in this movie is it it's incredible. Like it's they're just so, so fun. They're so like the chemistry is super good. Mm-hmm. I think 
like all of the performances, even like how they writ- wrote all the characters, everyone was very, very distinct. Mm-hmm. And I love like very distinct personalities. Exactly. You don't feel like anyone's melding into each other because no. at the end of the day, it is all just a bunch of assassins, right? Yeah. And it's easy for all those assassins to kind of like blend together because they're just like, I'm going to double cross his double cross and then double cross the double cross that I already double crossed, right? Dude, dude, this is like, this is like John Wick if it were in like the Looney Tunes universe. (laughs) Well, it's the same director as John Wick. Oh shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, no. David Leach, yeah. No one I think would would do amazing with this. Hmm. Um, Who's the guy that directed, um, oh, what's the, uh, the first Kingsman movie? Oh. Yeah, I mean, it is similar to Kingsman. Yeah. Uh, Except, see, the thing is, it's like, where this movie, like, started to falter, and where it stopped becoming as fun. Yeah, we're good. We're checking the computer, we're still going. Um, yeah. Where the movie kind of started to falter for me, um, and where you can kind of pick it apart, is, like, the technical direction yeah. of all the action scenes and some of the editing and... Um, the choreo, it just yeah. wasn't like quite up to par with some of these really, really great. Um, like John Wick. Yeah. Right? Like John Wick or um, what's the name of that director? Uh, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Thank you. Matt? He did X-Men First Class, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like Matthew Vaughn has like one of those amazing eyes for action. He also did um, kick-ass movies. Oh, those are fun. They're yeah. so fun. Yeah. It's the same. And like they get like the assignment too, right? Yeah, like, he would have done great. Um, like he, I think he would have probably done a little better because like he can still direct like that fun script. See Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, yet he can do it. And like, yeah, he can like film the action in like a way that's so interesting. He has great camera um camera um, movements and stuff and he like he just knows how to direct for action really well and it sucks coming from like john wick which did know how to direct its action super well right that you see this because like it just doesn't it's just not as good it's not as good and i think the reason why is because he was very much uh i think maybe in terms of the choreography and that sort of thing it got lost in the style yeah of the movie and i think they tried to um, they put a lot more effort into maybe the production design and the overall like dialogue and yeah. that sort of thing, which is stellar, right? Yeah. You know, in terms of especially the production design, I feel like is really, really awesome. And because of that, the choreography gets a little bit lost. And it and it's like I came as so like something that you always want to look for in really, really good action scenes is that it builds in these little moments, right? Where like you see they both reach for a gun at the same time and like there's a struggle over that. It kind of, you're telling a story through your action scene and that happens like sometimes in here. Yeah. There are some scenes where like there's like a very central thing and then other times it just doesn't happen or they'll like stop like halfway through to and then joke. And yeah. Then. And then it's just kind of back to more like, oh, we're just kind of punching and hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so different than something like a John Wick, something like a Kingsman, where like the action does have all those very distinct beats. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have all those beats in your action scenes, then it's really good. And it also helps to have those beats edited super well. Yeah. And I don't think the editing was... It's fine. It was, again, yeah, it's very serviceable. It's fine. It's not like egregiously bad or anything. Yeah. It's not like Bohemian Rhapsody where it was like bad, you know? <laughs> Which one best editing? <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, with with like the editing, it's it it, it especially in action, it, it lends itself 
that it can really make or break an action scene. Yeah. If you think about another really well edited movie, something like Mission Impossible 6 yes. was incredibly well edited mm-hmm. along with the camera work was great because it capitalized on the fact that Tom Cruise did all his own stunts. And I right? wonder if like that also is playing an element, right? Because there's so many stars in here, you got to think not all of them are doing yeah, their stunts. exactly. So I, I would bet that that's also happening in here, but... Yeah, there is one sequence that I really, really liked in this movie, and I think you probably know what it is. It's the one with Bad Bunny at the beginning. Um, You know, the guy... Because Bad Bunny is in this movie. Oh! It's like where yeah. Brad Pitt and Bad Bunny are, are fighting. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and then they do his backstory and all that sort of thing. Oh. And I thought, you know, they give everyone's backstory. I don't think everyone's is needed, but I think it's part of that kind of self-awareness of the thing. Oh, totally. Of the... Of the, of the uh, of the movie because you have all these secret agents and assassins and you're like, I'm doing this because of this and I'm doing this because of this. But they do one for Bad Bunny's character. Now, Bad Bunny is not in this movie not that much. I'm going to be completely honest. He probably has about 15 minutes of screen time, yeah. if that. But he <laughs> ki- honestly, he kills it. He kills it. <laughs> and I thought the way that they, they did it, it's one of the first characters that you see the backstory for. Yeah. Because basically, they show his entire backstory. His, like, where he was born, his motivation why he's there, why he wants to kill Brad Pitt, all that sort of thing, why he's on the train. And then proceeds to have an action sequence is where, spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> okay? He dies very quickly by probably the stupidest thing ever. Right? Most people give a little pause after they say spoiler alert just for like common courtesy when they have a... Look, you know, when they it's have in the a, first 20 minutes of the movie. When they have a celebrated movie podcast, they normally... To their audience that courtesy. Oh. Well, I said spoiler alert, you could you could skip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that sequence was really well done. Yeah, it was I, super I awesome. And I <laughs> it was funny and it was also like really cool. And they got everything that we needed to know and made a joke out of it in a great way, I thought. So yeah. Uh I mean, there's also like oh my gosh, there's someone who's even more there than the person we said was going to be there. Oh my God. Who? Okay, we're going to give out the there award early. Yes. Logan Lerman. Wait, who was that? He was the son. Percy Jackson. Oh my God. Was in this movie. That was Percy Jackson. Yeah. Wait, which guy was he? He was the main bad guy's son. He, he oh, was the guy yeah, with, the, yeah. with the tattoos oh, on his face. Oh my god! Oh my god! You're totally right. The guy with the yeah, tat- he dies really early. What the? F- you didn't <laughs> even say it. <laughs> That's it's in the first 15 minutes. What the? F- That's not. If I spoiled the first 15 minutes of Up for you, would you be happy with me? Yeah. You'd be like, oh yeah. So there's this old man and his and his wife dies and like. I hate to say it, but this movie also came out like two weeks ago. So. <laughs> Fine, fair enough. But like, come on, man. I'm sorry. Just like have sorry. some have some empathy, some empathy here. I'm sorry. Like, come on, dude. Just just like, come on, man. Sorry. Sorry to everyone who I ruined this movie for. Okay. You should still um, see it though. Okay. Other highlight. I mean, we've already talked about the actors, but there's two that we need to talk about yeah. in particular. And it's Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry. And Byron and um Brian Tyree Henry. Holy shit. They, they have are. great chemistry in this movie. No, no. Like, it's not even great. It's like standout. 
um, like, really, really excellent. Really, really awesome. Similar to like the chemistry that I saw between like Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal, right? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, very and, um And Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Like I mean, it, it, it just works. It works so well. Dude, have you ever seen the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he's like a cop with Michael Pena? Night, Nightcrawler? That's where he's not a cop. <laughs> no, I forget the name of it. It's just know. like when I think of chemistry, it's another movie that I just kind of think of. It's like, again, no, pick any of your movies that have like amazing chemistry. And like these guys are right up there. I it's swear. It's really good. It's really that good. They have most of their scenes together. Um, and it just works, especially yeah. the action ones. It works. And yeah. Um, the, the banter the, back and forth. The running yeah. jokes are really are really funny. They mm -hmm. both sell them, and then when they're separate, they're great too. They're still good. They were yeah. Um, it's there. If there are standout performances in this, it's this. Yeah. Uh, it's it's both of these. I thought Brad Pitt was like fine. Yeah, as, he was. He was as, fine. like this like slightly intoxicated dude. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like I loved like how f I thought he was actually really really funny. The humor in this movie, I think, by and large, fully works. Yeah. I've um, seen people yeah. say that it doesn't work, and I disagree, honestly. I, I, think, I think it works totally pretty well. Works. I think people are taking it too seriously, if I'm being honest. Like, people are, like, trying to think this is, like, a murder mystery, like, Gosh. Agatha Christie book, and Gosh, I'm like, shut up. no. This movie's dumb. This is not that smart. <laughs> Look, I, okay, like, it's a flaw we'll say with both of the movies that we watch. Yeah. Neither of them are very smart. Oh, no. They are, however, super fun. Yeah. And you know what? That's fine. Stop that's acting funny. like every movie needs to be Citizen Kane. If that's the only reason you're watching movies, that's fine. Good, more power to you. Great. Watch, watch movies that are going to interest you. If you can have fun at the movies, then you will enjoy both yeah. of these movies. You'll have a great time. Yeah, that's an Sometimes, early recommendation. Could you wait for streaming for Bullet Train? Let's just give. I'm just gonna go straight to it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like for sure. But if you want to see it in theater. It's uh, grab some popcorn. Yeah, bring a drink. Go see it on Five Dollar Tuesday. It's a great yeah. time. Yeah, I think it's actually. I I do think it actually would probably be a little better in theater. Um, yeah, I, th I think the stylistic elements really the colors will pop pop a lot more. Yeah, I think. yeah, I, that's that's what'll help. Um, I it's like it's just a really fun time. Um, and like it's super again. I think the humor is really good. Um, just kind of. Let the movie take you where it wants, and and it's going to be a great time. Exactly, and that's why I can't really flame this one too much for yeah. like some stupid stuff that happens in it. Like, I think that the end is really dried out. Like, I think it's yeah. really drawn out at the end. If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, I also think like in general, like a lot of the characters, they're likable, but yeah. we don't need to see every character's backstory. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, and we don't. I don't think see every everyone. No, but like. And I think sometimes it shows its hand too much. I agree. Um, like I don't. I think that they could have built up to like an oh shit moment at the end because it was very predictable. But like I think they went for that style because they were self aware. Yeah. But I feel like if they, like in the self awareness, they could have had one twist because that's usually what happens in these type of double cross movies. Yeah. Um. But like at the same time, I mean, I don't know it. <laughs> Again, yeah, the mystery could have been tighter, and it like, could have. And but like, I, I wouldn't trade any of the vignettes away. I thought they no, were they were fantastic. Fun. They were super fun. Um, I like. I again, you can say like there was a lot of it, and definitely fucked with the pacing a little bit. Mm -hmm. But like, I thought they were all the vignettes were super fun. Yeah, like the one where it sets up the villain is yeah. like very like it's very good. It's like very good. It's very like classic where it's like one dude narrating. 
So this guy, he like came in. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's great. It's a really, really great time. Um, yeah. So I, it's, I have plenty of negatives to say about this movie, but, and like, it's not the most memorable thing in the no, world either. No, I'm probably going to forget it in two years. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but like, uh, for what it is, I loved it. And also, um, there are like seven cameos. Like, yeah. there's so many cameos. There's in a lot movie. of cameos. Um, and Logan Lerman is there. <laughs> He's so there that Keisha forgot he was there. I can't believe that he was Percy Jackson. That's so funny. You're totally right. He was oh Percy Jackson. Oh my God. He was. He was coming to Amazon Prime. I thought Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Please be good. Rick Rorden is involved. Also, wait, I have one tangent. Um, big rip to High School Musical, the musical, the series. Um, right, the third season has been not good so far. And I'm really sad about it. Because I actually liked that show. That was That's my guilty pleasure show. If I'm being honest. Why are you mad at me? It's a good show. <laughs> The first season is actually good. The second one is not as good, and the third one's been really bad so far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're flaming me. So Bullet Train's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's 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 very fun. And I guess we can get into spoilers now because I want to talk about the end for just. Oh, a we're gonna bit. go into spoilers. Keisha's warning you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting so mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spoiler talk starting now. Thank you. Um, I thought that in general, like the guy not actually being dead worked really well. Because yeah, I thought it was good. I actually thought that was um, that was it was actually shocking because like even though he like he fell asleep, I actually really thought that that mm -hmm. had happened. So like I thought that was a very good twist. Um, yeah, but this is again where I thought that maybe they couldn't have shown their hand. They show him putting the sleep powder in the water. I think they should have had him like corner the girl and mm -hmm. then fall asleep and then they do a vignette back. Maybe. Right? Um, or just like show like the empty thing of the powder. Yeah. Because like they set it up pretty well before. Exactly, right? So, you know, there was that. Um... And I guess elephant in the room, we need to talk about the British girl on the train. Oh, um, Joey King. Yeah, Joey King. She sucked. She she was just annoying. Her character was just very annoying. Her character was annoying, and I it, thought that it was like everything. Every problem I had with her character was in the writing. Yeah, like I thought. I thought I actually thought Joey. King did very good. She did well with what she was given. Exactly. I felt like. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, she really played up exactly what she was given, but she just wasn't likable at all. Like, yeah, and maybe that was the point. I was I was actively rooting for her to die the whole time. Yeah. Like, and then maybe that's, like, to an extent, that's, like, why she was, like, the last to die. Because mm -hmm. they knew that you wanted her dead. And she died in a euphoric fucking way. Um, yeah. But, like, it was, yeah, it was just not great. Um, didn't like it. Yeah. yeah, you know who was awesome for when he was on screen though, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum was okay. Okay, he was he was funny. He was fine, <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds. That's... Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was there for probably five seconds, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it was great. I remember I was watching this with Rishi, and he was like, "Wait, who was that?" And I'm like, "Rishi." <laughs> God damn it, Rishi. 
Well, like, I love... And, like, I actually thought that that was, like... That was, like, semi-unpredictable that the whole thing was just to get Brad Pitt's, like, character. Yeah. But then, like, as soon as you, um, you're like, ah, oh, he's doing this all to get him, you're like, oh, wait. He's filling in. Yeah. <laughs> he's the one who's <laughs> And then you see in. that it's Ryan Reynolds, and that's pretty great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also love that, um, I, I actually really like Sandra Bullock. I think, just like... being there. I think yeah. her, well, no, but she was also, like, the voice in the ear the whole time. Uh-huh. And I thought she was actually really fun. Yeah, um, she was fun. Like, she played that role kind of well. And like their her dynamic with Brad Pitt, even just like vocally. Yeah, she does like her passive aggressive Sandra Bullock thing, which like works really well for like the girl on the phone, right? It does actually. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> it, so it actually does. Um, like I love all the Zen Brad Pitt shot. Um, yeah, shit. I thought it was like the most hilarious old white dude yeah. <laughs> shit like, ever. Very funny. So yeah, I mean, okay, I don't have any other spoilers. Talk about this movie. Yeah, it's kind of just. Yeah. This movie happened. The, yeah, it did. The end was really... The CGI looked pretty not great. Yeah, the CGI which, was little dog shit. Honestly, I feel like we need to be better about CGI because these VFX artists work for, like, no money. Yeah. And I know we've talked about it So before. every time we talk about bad CGI, we're going to be like, God, they really didn't pay their VFX artists enough. That's what we're going to say now. Never, <laughs> never blame the VFX artists. Just be like, they didn't get paid. They didn't get paid enough, and they probably had a really bad deadline. Yes. Um... Otherwise, so, yeah, I would say, you know, you I I think you could wait for streaming, but like I think if you're looking to go see someone in theater, it's a good option. I don't really think there's a lot out. Instead of seeing yeah. Top Gun Maverick for like the twelfth time, maybe you should go see Bullet <laughs> Train just for a change of pace. Dude, it's again, it's way better than like New Thor. Like, yeah, go see this over New Thor any day. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, see, and you see it over Lightyear even too, just right? Like, there's and, very. I think there's a very like little stuff in theaters that like has right come now. out recently, right? That yeah, that can I think actually compete. Nope has been like yeah, the only one that I'd be like, yeah, that's a better movie that's out. And I guess Top Gun Maverick, but, but is Nope but, as fun of a time as this? Hell no, no, it's not. Nope, you don't <laughs> you don't go to Nope to like sit back and relax. You go to like yeah, l- like think about something, right? Yeah, and like, I don't know, there's even like dramatic beats in this that I think work very well. Yeah, like, they do. You know, like there's, there's a lot of ebbs and flows to this movie that's, it's like I, I've, we've said it so many times, it's just a good time. Yeah. Go see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, big question. What is Brad Pitt what doing? What the fuck is Brad Pitt's career? What is he doing? <laughs> this is not that big of a question, but, but like, but still, what, uh, what the, okay, we weren't, what were we going to talk about with this movie? Nothing. But like, <laughs> but like, what the but, hell is but Brad I Pitt? I am genuinely wondering, what is Brad Pitt doing? Like, Dude, this is such a weird movie to star Brad Pitt. Yeah, like, it's the, not the type of movie that he would be in, usually. It's like 2000s Brad Pitt, where he was in like Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> You're right. It's like weird, Brad Pitt. Like, because Brad Pitt. It's so weird that you'll have someone jump between indie dramas and like big budget action. Yeah. That's like, there are very few actors who do that consistently like Brad Pitt does. Yeah. And like the action movies that Brad Pitt does, none of them are Marvel. No. You know, he's not like, he's not like Chris Evans jumping between like Avengers and Knives Out, you know. No, he, he, he won't do that. But he'll do something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then do Ad Astra, then do like. And he, I mean, he's still on big budget indies. Yeah, he is. And then like, he was in like. What else was he in? Oh my god, how am I forgetting this? Um, I can't remember. Oh my god, I'm I don't know. Sorry. Once upon a time in Hollywood was like his last like 
Big one. Oh, The Lost City. The Lost City. That's what I'm saying. He'll go like and do a Tarantino film and then he'll turn around and do The Lost City, right? It's just like his... I think like is his... Him and his manager, do they like get all these scripts and then smoke like as tall of a <laughs> pile of weed? He does smoke weed. I do know that. See, I think they're just like... <laughs> dude, I mean, his half of his lines sound delivered like they were stoned. <laughs> like, <laughs> um... I think he, they, him and his managers, let's like sit back, smoke weed, read scripts, and they're like, yeah, yeah. we'll do that one. All right, here's the thing. And then I'll make like two movies a year, maybe. I'm about to, I'm about to have like every person that's not white hate me. Are you ready? I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Bruce Lee. <laughs> I know. I know. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin. Tarantino. I know. It's fine. I'm sorry. I liked that movie. It's I fine. thought it was fun. <laughs> it had Elvis in it. Did have Elvis in it. I did it? I think I played Elvis. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, wait. Yeah, yeah. it had Austin Butler in it. And like, Tarantino got to, you know, defend his favorite director, Roman Klansky. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, he was like, you know, maybe in this universe of Hollywood, the girl wouldn't have asked for it. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's what Tarantino said. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So. But, yeah. I mean. I, I okay, that's Okay, this is a tad. What the, what the fuck is Brad Pitt? Like, Brad Pitt's career choices <laughs> are just so, so weird. weird. This is his the last, like, four years for him. I'm going to tell you what it was, acting-wise. Because he's, he's yeah. produced a lot of movies. Okay, yeah, he's producing. Okay, sure. So, Bullet Train. The Lost City, nothing in 2020 or 2021. Okay. Okay, good. Being safe. Yep. Ad Astra, Weird. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Deadpool 2 as a cameo. Yes. War Machine. Wait, what? Oh, wait, the... Okay, sorry, continue. The, uh, the war film starring Brad Pitt, Tilda Swinton, Ben Kingsley... And a bunch of other people. Has anyone? There was a it? Netflix film. Yo, text me if you've seen this. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> Dead ass. Text me if anyone has seen this. Then some other stuff. The Big Short. Like, like, what is this it's career? So up and down. It goes from like, and then you did World War Z in 2013. <laughs> it goes from like giant mainstream action to like indie action to, to like, like giant drama to direct like, to streaming movie. Like it is the most up and down crap you've ever seen in your life. And don't forget his best performance of all time, Metro Man in Megamind. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That movie is amazing. Don't at me. That movie's amazing. The memes that have come out of it are great. <laughs> that movie is way better than you give it credit for. I didn't know it. It is good. It, no, I. <laughs> Megamind's good. Megamind's good. Megamind. It's not, has David Cross in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Cross. Do you know how easy it is to get a cameo from David I Cross? Know. It's like 20 bucks. Oh my god! It's like twenty bucks. There's a photo that I love. It's one of my favorite photos of all time. It's a picture of David Cross and Bob Odenkirk playing Super Smash Brothers Melee <laughs> from like 2003. <laughs> it was taken in like 2003. It's one of my favorite photos of all time. <laughs> uh, dude, there's a there's a YouTube channel I watch. They they paid David Cross to do a cameo where he where he literally at the beginning of the cameo he's like, my name is David Cross and all I do is make shit movies. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
did it. It was so funny. He did it. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. I might be paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they just had him read out something that was like totally insulting his career. Was he like I was in the 13% rated Rotten Tomato score Alvin and the, the Chipmunks? Chip Three chipwrecked. <laughs> four. Four. That was four. What was um, the third one? Oh, I'm pretty sure the third one was chipwrecked. It wasn't the squeak. Have you ever seen the Nicky Janky video no. <laughs> where he talks about? Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's a Disney Channel original movie. It's called Xenon, and then there, the the follow up is called Xenon. Um, two, the sequel. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's not what you named that. You just put the Z on the front oh of it? God. Okay, this is... We told you this was going to be a rough one. <laughs> hey, I think it's been great. I think we've had fun. <laughs> like these movies. This podcast is yeah, not good, but it is fun. It's, it's popcorn entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very highbrow. By the way, Texas, if you want the David Cross movie. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get David Cross to do a cameo for our podcast? <laughs> That's what we'll spend all our ad revenue on. Uh, all of our ad revenue. We've made zero. Or I'm we're, when I get that first cent, dude. What can you do with a cent? You know, we should abolish the one cent. Yeah. What, what can you do? What can you buy with a penny? Nothing. I can buy a whole soda for one penny. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though. Like, I, I know Brad Pitt. His next film is Babylon, which is Damien Chazelle's next film <laughs> that he's been working on for, like, seven years or something like that, which I looked up. I like the cast. Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie are both in it. I want you to like both of those. Side tangent, the Barbie movie. Oh, I'm super excited. I'm actually so excited for the Barbie movie. I'm very movie. excited. I can't wait to have be a grown-ass man and go to the Barbie movie by myself. I'm so <laughs> excited. Um, okay, it's like it's like Brad Pitt is... It's like he's on Wheel of Fortune. And, and he's he just, just like spinning the giant wheel. And like each one is labeled like a different strange category. It's yeah. the most random career choices I've ever seen. Honestly, he's at that point. I mean, he won his Oscar, right? So, I guess so. You know, do your thing, Brad Pitt. I feel like he should pull Leonardo DiCaprio and just not be in anything for like four years. God, I love Leonardo DiCaprio's career decisions, <laughs> where he was gunning so hard for the Oscar and then just quit. God, I loved it. It was, but like during that time, he just put out banger performances. Oh, it was great. Oh my god, he put every straight white man's favorite performance out there the wolf of wall street he did yeah he did um yeah okay so let's move on to prey prey was a movie that i was not gonna watch i'm gonna be completely honest and then i was like keshav i don't want to go see this indie movie you didn't want to see marcel the shell with shoes on yeah no let me tell you that twice this summer i've been vetoed on my choice uh First with the Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah. I still haven't seen it, despite it being on HBO Max. Okay, look, I haven't seen Bob's Burgers. I have never seen any other Predator movie besides the Shane Black remake in 2018. So you understand the Predator. 
<laughs> That's pretty much it. So, did you have to have any context to watch this? No. But that's why I liked it. Would I probably need context to watch Bob's Burgers? No. It's funny. You just have John Benjamin be like, I'm John Benjamin. I have a really deep voice. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't do that. I can't, I can't. Okay. The shitty impressions will The continue. shitty impressions stop now. Until we do the... Uh, <laughs> until we do until we do the governor of California, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh my God. Who had illegitimate child with my maid. <laughs> oh no. While I was governor of California. <laughs> no. No. Oh, um, but yeah, it wasn't on my radar. This movie has such a weird backstory. Like no one knew it was coming out. Yes. And then they, pr- they pr- like premiered it at Comic-Con, right? It was, it was, it's a weird, but like for all, like normally when that happens is because they're trying to bury it. Yeah. This movie was really good for like, for direct to streaming, like direct to streaming with no advertising. Look, we have one like same massive problem with this movie. Mm -hmm. God, the CGI is bad. It's not good. Which means. Which means they. (laughs) Underpaid and rushed their on their artists. Yes. How dare they? They did. Yeah. So But yeah, the CGI does not look great. CG- We're gonna start with the bad stuff because generally I think both of us really liked this movie. Yeah. Um yeah, the the CGI just does not look great. No, the CGI like there's a lot of like CGI animals. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like it takes place um with like in the seventeen hundreds. In the seventeen hundreds and you follow a native tribe, um or a, a girl from a native tribe and like so there's a lot of like hunting and like very traditional like forms of hunting and animals that would actually be in that. And it's all like kind of accurate, right? Yeah. But like, oh my God, every animal is so bad. Like, it does not look good. There's a bear that looks terrible. Oh, no, the bear looks bad. The bear looks bad. The lion looks not great. Well, it's like, and they're trying, and here's the thing. It's because they're trying to pull off huge projects Yeah, for like, they're trying to pull off huge things for like to do as an artist, right? Like this bear is like running through water and yeah. like interacting with like the the real environment that they shot in. That and is so hard to animate. Like that is a nightmare to animate water and a bear running through it when yeah. you shot on location. That's a nightmare. Exactly. And that's why I think generally is why the CGI looked so bad, especially with the animals, is because they shot on location. And because they saw, shot on location, you have the uh, added complexity yeah. of having to deal with environmental, yeah. um, you know, interaction and that sort of but thing. But I think we both agree. Would you rather that they did this all on green screen? Absolutely not. H- hell no. No. I think being in the environments added an insane amount it was so great and that was like one of my favorite things about the movie if i'm being honest yeah but on to other things that we didn't like before we get on to this movie's we talk about bullet train being dumb this movie's it's not as dumb as bullet train no but it is like it's not i said it before and this is like super super pretentious so i'm so sorry to everyone But this is baby's first metaphor. It is. <laughs> they have one metaphor. It's really, really mm. clear. Yeah. So if you ever needed to really illustrate to you what makes something a prey. If you're learning what a metaphor is, this is a great movie. 
to okay. teach you what a metaphor is. It's like American Beauty, but less problematic. <laughs> wait, have you seen? Have you seen? Uh, wait, you, we've talked about Lion King one and a half before. Right? Yes, of course. Okay, so you know what the mom in that is like. Tim, you told Timon a metaphor. No, you can't do that. You can't tell him a metaphor. <laughs> because the, the guy's like, look beyond what you see. <laughs> he's, he's like, he takes things literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all that was. That was all I wanted to talk about. With that. <laughs> We're reviewing. Next time we can't come up with a second movie. We're reviewing Lion King one and a half. <laughs> I'm telling you, Lion King, King one and a half. half. No, it's amazing. It is the best direct-to-video movie of all time. People Ever. hate it, and they're wrong. <laughs> that movie is so good. Look, Lion King one and a half is some of the best comedy I've, I've seen in a like, kid's movie. Ever. It's, it's so good. It's, it's so like, great. It's like, you know how like people like... Freaking people in Shrek. Yeah. It's like people don't... people. We love Shrek too. Okay. Yeah. And Shrek 2. Yeah. Um, but like, oh my god, Lion King one and a half. It's is like so, so funny. Un- it's so underrated. It's I think like some people our age, like the people who had it, like the the people no no. The people who had the DVD because they played Who Do You Wanna Who Wants to Be a Millionaire yeah. on the DVD <laughs> on the, menu. Yeah. The it those are the best DVD menu video like games. Ever created. They don't do those anymore. They don't do them because no one buys. (laughs) No one buys these anymore, which I'm sitting next to a DVD I just bought. (laughs) But like, it is like, they don't do them anymore. That being said, they put so much effort into these games. They actually got- No, they totally did. They got Meredith Vieira (laughs) to like, be like, Timon's mom, (laughs) you're on the phone. Yeah. (laughs) What do you got to say? Like <laughs> it's Lion King one and a half. I never beat that game ever. I was like five, so yeah, no, oh, <laughs> didn't I, do that. I tried for hours. Anyway, yeah, and by the way, you can watch Lion King one and a half on Disney Plus right now. Wait, how the hell did we start talking about Lion King one and a half? Metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the metaphors in this movie are dumb. They're they're, um, they're really blatant. Now here's the thing: plot, I would have plot had, is hella predictable too. Yeah, I would have had much less of a problem. Or much more of a problem, actually, if it was a white woman yeah. this whole time, but it wasn't. She was an indigenous woman, and I think that made a big difference. And like, I would have thought it was really stupid. Um, but that brings me to one of my favorite things about this movie that we wanted to talk about, which was the representation. Oh my god! In this movie, this is how you do representation yeah. of an underrepresented group. Yeah, in a movie properly. Like honestly. This is one of the best examples of representation that I think I've seen in a very, very long time. really long time. I haven't seen this, like, well-done representation since, like, Crazy Rich Asians, I feel like. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd probably definitely agree, actually. Yeah. Right? Because you're taking a a franchise first that's very popular. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, not very popular. Like, pretty popular. Predator, yeah, it's very popular. Predator's pretty popular. This movie got a lot of talk online. Yeah, it did. A lot of people were talking about Mm -hmm. this. And you're taking this franchise that a lot of people know about, putting no name actors in it, if we're being completely honest. Exactly, no one. Um, and having it primarily be an indigenous cast. Yes. Like, there's just the white people, and the white people are the bad guys. And then, there's, and then you told me there's also a dub yeah. that is done entirely in Comanche. Yeah. Like, Which is 
amazing. It's amazing. And when you go and watch it, and this, I've heard this, so I haven't seen it myself, but I did hear this from uh, some other reviews, that it's not dubbed. It's not dubbed. They shot the scenes twice. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right? That's dedication right there. That is... That's people who like really, really care about doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all we want to see from representation is that you're not doing it because you're like, this is going to make us more money. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it because it's right. Yes. And you're bringing parts of the culture that's being represented and having it make a meaningful difference in the film. And it is. And it's got, like the way yeah. that they hunt, mm-hmm. um, like, the way that the Comanche people hunt mm-hmm. and the different like cultural aspects of like their weapons and um, like their horses mm-hmm. and their interactions with like the French people mm-hmm. and like it, it all played like a significant role in the film. It was utilized perfectly. Yeah. Um, and like made a very fun movie. Yeah. A lot of the combat is really cool and yeah. fun in this movie with the way that they do the string and the axe and that sort of thing. Yeah. It works very well. Yeah. Um, it adds a lot of suspense, especially with the... Um, like, you have it mixed because the Predator has all this new age technology, mm-hmm. right? Because it's an alien, I guess. <laughs> 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 but you have all these other people, especially you the tribe. It, Kish, if you see it arrive in a spaceship... <laughs> I'm sorry. I sneezed. You're right. I didn't arrive in a spaceship. Continue. Anyway, but you have like the new age people, like the new age technology from the spaceship, that sort of thing, Mm. mixed with this like very, very primitive weapons, right? You have like the muskets from the Frenchmen, but that's not what ends up being the Um, most important thing. It's like the, the Comanche weapons, right? Yeah. So. And... The other thing I really want to highlight for, like, this being the most positive, like, form of representation, too. Same thing with Crazy Rich Asians. It's not trauma porn. No. Right? It is, it's talking about, like, a people that have gone through an insane amount of generational trauma. But it's just telling, like, a kick-ass story using, yeah. like, like, talk, um, like, a- accurately, accurately representing their culture. To tell, like, a very fun story. Yeah. And that's just, like, every culture deserves to be able to tell, like, the same stories that freaking white people can tell. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's all we want. Um, so, it was... It, it Again, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's... They, it, it, again, one of the most positive forms of representation um, we can think of in a very long time. Yeah. And, and I really like what you said about that. Because similar to Crazy Rich Asians, right? <clears throat> Crazy Rich Asians would... Even if it didn't have the name that it did would not be the same movie if everyone was not Asian. Because specifically, there's a lot of plot points and stuff that are related to the fact that they are Asian, Mm -hmm. right? However, it's not like all these people, the only depth to their character is that they are Asian, right? Exactly. Because that's where other, you know, that's where you also get, you know, other bad forms of, of, you know, like people of color in movies, specifically in movies like The Help, right? Yeah. You know, where there's acclaimed, you know, black actresses in them, but they only exist there because they're like, yeah. you know, 
or like or someone like Black Panther with which overall does its representation very well. Yeah. But then also has characters like Martin Freeman who are yeah. kind of your token. Yeah. He he. This is the white guy that all the white people can emphasize. With. Yeah, they're like, yeah, white people, white people. Yeah, you got Martin Freeman. Look, he's up and on the final battle. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you don't have that either. Yeah. Um, so just phenomenal around, representation all around. Huge done by plot. prey, and and I think that alone <laughs> is enough for people that people should watch this movie. In my opinion, I I tend to agree. Yeah, like, and again, it's fun and like. You have to kind of go into it knowing that this is a popcorn movie too, right? Like you're yeah. not, it's it's just a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, there's some like, like there is some, you know, themes of like being like a woman and breaking barriers and that sort of thing and that sort of stuff. But that's what we were talking about with like baby's first metaphor, right? Um, baby's first metaphor. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's still a really fun time. I thought specifically the camera work was really great. Yeah, I'd agree. it was really good, and that's also related to the fact that, like we said earlier, they did shoot on location. Yeah, they, which adds a, lot a lot of a lot of natural light seemed mm-hmm. to be used. Um, a lot of natural fire and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, and that really helps, and it also makes it so that it feels like the tribe is more connected to their land. Because if it was like yeah. a really, really fake looking forest, then yeah. you would be like. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's really dumb. Yeah. But because you can see clearly that this was like a real environment that they shot in, yeah. that it, it helps a lot more. And it adds also to the like the time period as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, other thing I'll say is um they did like the whole arc of like her overcoming like herself being a woman. Baby's first metaphor. Um <laughs> <laughs> but like it uh well she doesn't overcome being a woman, she wins she like she she's like it's like it's your you know yeah you're like person who's counted out because she's a woman um story and like it's totally believable like the end and stuff that mm-hmm. like because like she does have to like grow a lot and I think they do that story that side of the story really mm-hmm. well um yeah I mean like it's just it's pretty basic but it's very solid storytelling it is and and we did touch on this but I want to ex- like expand upon it. You do not need to have seen any of the other Predator movies. No, you don't. To like this movie. Not I'm going to be completely honest here. Yeah. I have no attachment to the first. I don't even know if I've seen the first one. I might have seen it. Get I'm not even job. sure. Yeah, I know that line because it's just a meme. No, you also know the meme where it's um him and Bill with Bill something. The, the, you know the um like Arnold like handshake meme where like they're both like their biceps oh, yeah, are flexing? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. from Predator. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I know two things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only two things I remember for the first Predator movie, if I've even seen it. I don't even know. And then I saw the 2018 reboot that which was just just so bad. I mean, I don't know. I I watched this with Robbie, uh, my roommate, who is also friends with many of you, um, <laughs> who knows like a lot about this franchise. He didn't like it. I just I don't know a lot about the franchise. I liked it a lot. Um yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. No, I mean you're just kind of like watching the predator like hunt down and do his thing. Okay, let's talk about the villain or the predator here. <laughs> the villain being uh, the predator. Let's talk about the predator in the room. Yeah, all the deaths that like the predator did. Every single one of them is so entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, even when he kills like a fucking snake, it's the most yeah. entertaining. And shit. this is why I love rated R movies, man. <sighs> They're so great. like I hate to be basic and sound like such a film bro, but. 
Dude, they're so great. They're so good. It's like, a, I mean, come on. You guys have seen Deadpool. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I love rated R movies, man. Like, just, they just need to happen. Some, like, you know, it's weird. But, like, everyone, it's why we play violent video games. Because yeah. it's just super fun. It's fun. It's just super fun. Let us do it. <laughs> all no, <laughs> no, but um, all of the deaths, especially there's this one scene with like a whole bunch of French people, mm-hmm. and like everything that happens in that scene is just like it's, it's just awesome. It's, it's a blast. Just great. You're yeah. like, I am here for this, and it's great. It's actually not that long. It's only an hour and a half. The movie. I will say the first thirty minutes is pretty boring not gonna lie <laughs> yeah it there's dra- a lot of setup yeah it drags a little bit the end is like the i think the end is like very well paced um, yeah after you get past the first 30 minutes it's very very and there's good. a lot of like setup stuff that's happening with like different traps and things mm-hmm. and, and that's really good the main actress is really likable as She's well likable. like bro- she does a great job whoever played her brother is really good too yeah. um like i just nothing but like generally positive things and except is, for the CGI the CGI, the CGI is, is pretty much the only thing and this is uh, our theme for today I guess like movie is doing exactly what it's trying to accomplish right yeah. it's trying to tell this fun predator story in this genre that a lot of people like yeah. while representing a group that is usually underrepresented yeah that which be- it does a great job that of. being said this if the CGI if the representation were as good as the CGI um, this movie would be Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It would. It's. It, yeah. Thank God the representation was great. Thank God. Oh my so, God. If it wasn't, I would have been like, that. It, this would move. If, it, if, like, we, if like the final battle was like her in like a headdress or something. <laughs> oh, I, like it would just. No, just no, been no, like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It could have Or if they would, had a white person play it. Or if they had a white person play <laughs> Oh. Oh. Yeah, it would have been, uh, yeah. Oh, their award for for this movie. Anyone who's French. Yeah, literally any French person in this movie is just there. <laughs> They're kind of there. They're just there. Yeah. They all die. No offense. No. No offense to the French people. Thanks for the spoiler warning. It, it, You're doing really good with. The I'm really doing warnings. really good. Why would I? Like, what did you think they were all gonna live? I was rooting for the French the whole time. <laughs> You're so white. You're so white. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, honestly, and you can't even say wait till streaming because it's already streaming. So yeah, so can, go stream it. Like, go, go stream it. it. It's fun time. It's fun. You, like, something to watch, I don't know, next date night or with your friends or whatever, you know. Yeah. Do it. Good time. Have a good time. All right, big question for this one. How is this different from other prequels and sequels? Um, And this touches yeah. on, for me at least, a little bit of what I went on earlier, which was that you don't really need to have a lot of knowledge of the previous Predator films, I feel like, to like this movie. Yeah, and you got to admire, like, because... It's always really cool to t- to take something that's like established in one time period and then set it in another one, mm-hmm. right? Like, imagine. I mean, we ca- we got like Alien versus Predator at one point, but like, yeah. but like the Alien movies like always take place in like space and like yeah. the way way future. It'd be really cool to see that in like modern day or something, right? Yeah. Like, that's like such a fun idea um, that they played with, and I think they did it obviously like fantastically. Mm-hmm. So I I really love that idea. Also, just okay. Generally, just like the name 
Prey, is like it's yeah. like so much better than being like Predator Twenty. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it's like semi creative and like I I I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, or like the first Predator or something like that. Yeah, people who like really also really know the franchise say that this is like a top three in the franchise. Yeah, I've heard people say it's like I've even heard top two. I people heard I've heard that it's like the second best only to the first one. Yeah. So. You know, I, I think that it's really great. And the other thing is that we have, like, such a weird spectrum of, like... See, I think we've had two, you know, really great Years Later sequels being Top Gun Maverick earlier this yeah. year, and then we had um, Prey recently. But I think about, like, another sequel that I, I thought was a very fun time. I don't think it was an amazing movie that we saw together last year, which was Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife was another type of sequel, but it was on the complete other end of the spectrum mm. which is like all like it went full fan service right in that movie yeah like there were no cameos in this movie other than the predator i guess no but it's but even, it's not it's even a cameo not even the same predator <sighs> yeah it's a different predator it's a different predator so like there were no like arnold cameos or whatever that there was no even there wasn't even like really any callbacks yeah like whatsoever to to the previous films no no and it's like you get, and that's what you love to see from something that's like this fun, right? Or mm-hmm. sorry, that like a world, a world that is this easy to just like play in. Yeah, right. So like, if Harry Potter or like the Game of Thrones series right now, if if they are able to just like live in your world, your world is interesting enough. You don't need to call back to what's already successful. See, that's what I want to see in Star Wars right now. Oh, personally, that is what I would love to see oh. in a Star Wars project right now. We and can't, they're never we can't, gonna do it. We cannot talk about <laughs> Star Wars because I will talk for hours about how I hate everything that Disney has ever touched with Star Wars. We cannot talk about it. Yeah. Tangent <laughs> block. Tangent block, but but yeah. I would really love to see because Star Wars does have that potential. No, I'm not, and You're not gonna ve- do I'm it. vetoing You're Star vetoing. Wars. I'm vetoing Star Wars like it's Bob Burgers. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Marcel the show with shoes on. Such a cute movie. Movie. It looks cute, and you vetoed it. Yeah. It's okay. I wanted to look. The only thing I come to a twenty four for is darkly serious dramas and horror and movies. everything everywhere all at once. I guess and horror movies and everything everywhere all at once. No, that doesn't fit into either of those. <laughs> wow, I see how it is. Oh, it's a horror movie. <gasps> oh wait, that was good representation too. What everything everywhere all at once? Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great representation in that movie. Yeah. Look at this. Really good representation. Look at representation. Getting better. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Overrated or underrated? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the, gov- the former the governor, governor of California. California. <laughs> um, okay. Gonna be completely honest. Here. I was Mr. Olympia. <laughs> Have you seen my muscles? I'm from Austria. I really want to know what else has he been in that I'm not thinking of right now, besides Predator and Jingle All the Way. Those are the only two movies that I'm Twins. Thinking. Oh, oh, and the Terminator. Terminator. And Terminator. Okay. I Kindergarten guess. Cop. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Kindergarten. You should watch it. He plays a secret agent who has to go undercover as a preschool teacher. <laughs> really great (laughs) it's actually really funny (laughs) like it was in the 90s when like arnold like still couldn't do anything anything wrong the arnold was like dwayne the rock johnson for like two decades that's crazy um so yeah but it's not as good as jingle all the way is what i'm hearing (laughs) 
which in my opinion is the best Christmas movie ever made. Jingle Dev, Jingle Dev, Jingle All the Way. That movie is such a meme. Honestly. Oh, jeez. It's so not okay, no, good. Look, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just like for all of the 80s, he made banger action movies. Yeah. And for the 90s, he made like everything under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just like, yeah, I'll do that. It was like he got scripts and it was just like, fine. <laughs> like, he, yeah, no, Arnold, but like, um, Predators. Like Predator is a really good one. one. Terminator. Clearly. Terminator 2, IMO. I know it's basic, but it, it is the best one in my opinion. Commando, I think, I think that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I'm like, I'm missing some Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff real quick. <laughs> Let me just, we're both going to look up Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, we are. But that is kind of the unfortunate. Oh, yeah. He was in Last Action Hero. Um, But he was, him and like Sylvester Stallone, their whole filmography in the 80s, I mix up all the time. Yeah, because like, I mean, they just have a lot of things. Oh, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> the Running Man. That's a really um, um, iconic one. Yeah. Oh, Total Recall. Have you seen Total Recall? I've he- I've heard of it. I haven't. You seen it gotta though. watch Total Recall. It is so good. I love Total Recall. Most famous for having a girl in it with three boobs. Nice. So, <laughs> yes. Um, True Lies. Yes, you're right. He was in that movie. Okay. So overrated, underrated. I mean. I think he's underrated, if I'm being honest. I actually kind of agree. Like, I think he's too much of a meme. I think he's underrated by, like, our generation. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like, people huge. don't realize that, like, how much stuff he is. Like, that's why, like, I genuinely think by our generation, I think Steven Spielberg is underrated from mm-hmm. our generation, I too. I kind of agree with that, too. Like, I f- especially, I don't know, I've been talking to people about Jaws recently, because um, I, I recently rewatched it, like, freaking a couple no weeks one, ago. And freaking no one has seen it. Right, and I feel like people don't realize like how good Jaws and like how influential Jaws yeah. was. Right? And in this, and in the same way, people don't realize how influential Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger was to like the action. Star, so, so like right? s- the action heroes in the seventies were smaller guys. Like yeah. it was like dramatic roles from like people who were like truth tellers and and stuff like that. And like you didn't get it. Like if you got an action movie, it was like um, Steve McQueen. Um, yeah, the action star, not the yeah, director, not the director, um, like <laughs> the white who, guy, <laughs> who are like kind of like scrawny dudes, and then Arnold comes in and he is he's like just like this buff military guy. He's right? like Mister, he's like Mister Olympia, and he always plays like these giant like buff military dudes. And it's like during like the Reagan era too, where like mm-hmm. everyone just wanted to hear like America propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, but like that is still because of Arnold Schwarzenegger more than anyone else. That is. still still the archetype it is for the, really is. for what is the action hero and i feel like the only person that really breaks that mold and it's only a little bit is tom cruise i'd agree yeah. right and yeah. he still is really buff like you know i just i i feel like people don't give him enough credit for how influential he was to action movies in general mm-hmm. right is he a meme yes yes was he the governor of california da da <laughs> 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 yes, he was. However, however, <laughs> give it, give him his credit because his credit. I mean, Terminator and Terminator Two alone, like those cement him. Terminator Two. I mean, I mean, a lot more credits for James Cameron, right? Yeah. But like, but like, it is that movie changed action movies. Yeah, 
I mean, just give it really did give Arnold his flowers because he does deserve them. And think about how much influence he's had on pop culture, huge in general, huge, right? Like everything, like SNL, Hans and Franz, like yeah. that's Arnold, right? Like it's he, he's everywhere. The get through the chopper, yeah, yeah. Freaking, we've been doing it those whole time yeah, because the, Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like people that we like we again we just don't think about him as much because also because like all the fucking movies he does now are dog shit. Oh, they're not great. Yeah, but like, are you telling me Jingle Always? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we're watching this like, for Christmas, Christmas time. <laughs> it's uh, such an underrated movie. It's definitely not good. Like, it's definitely Jesus. not good. But it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. It's like the old Grinch movie too. You know what I'm talking about? I think Jim Carrey's in it, right? Yeah, Carrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anyway. Arnold Schwarzenegger, kind of underrated, especially by our generation. It'd be interesting to ask our parents. Uh, like, yeah, they would probably say, oh, no, he's like great actor, right? Yeah. But they they wouldn't think like of him as like a huge meme, though. So, you know. Yeah. So that was a podcast. Sorry, that was like, it's kind of a weird. Yeah, pop, weird episode. But, but, all right. Well, also, a lot of movies are not coming out right now. So we'll maybe do some uh, retrospectives in the future. All right. Bye. Bye.